Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, hey there, Courier Nation. If you are among the superstitious, we dodged a bullet this month because it's only Saturday the 13th and not Friday. Folks, I hope you're doing well. The deliveries are hopping for you, and now that we're into the weekend here, that you can make some good money. This is the sixth episode out of nine on operations as part of our 31-day Courier MBA series. Deliver on Your Business, the podcast, is meant to be a weekly podcast, but kicking things off, we decided to hit the ground running with this 31-day Courier MBA series, where MBA stands for Mastering Business Attitude. At the bottom of our show notes, you can find the links to all the previous episodes, and we try to make each episode stand on its own, but sometimes you're going to get some extra benefit by going back to the beginning, especially on this series, and listen through the episodes, or you can read through them using the links in the show notes, and um, that way we can kind of lay a foundation for you and let you build from there. Folks, we're getting close to halfway already. Our episode title today is Get In, Get Out, and Get Paid. Kind of sounds like a house flipping course, doesn't it? Something you see on one of those TV infomercials or something. There's no house flipping today, but getting in and getting out, today it's all about the restaurants. Folks, we've got a lot of wailing, moaning, and gnashing of teeth over the pay reductions recently, those by Grubhub and Postmates. But here's the thing, guys. Most of the pay reductions are like a buck or less per delivery. And yeah, I know, if you're full-time, you do a lot of deliveries, and that 50 cents to a dollar per delivery, that can add up. So it's not, I'm not taking away from the impact of that. But what I am here to tell you is that that doesn't have to mean that you're getting a pay cut, though. Yesterday in episode 12, we talked about setting your price by only taking the deliveries that meet your set price. And that set price, for example, that we used was 40 cents a minute from the 40 cent rule that we talk about in episode nine. You know, we are focused on deliveries that pay that 40 cents a minute or whatever your set price is. That is one way to overcome those reductions in delivery fees. But there's another way to make up and even greatly overcome those reductions. Efficiency. Get more deliveries per minute. You can make up most of those pay cuts by shaving one or two minutes off of your delivery. If you remember that 40 cent rule, I know I hammer that a lot. Keep that in mind that if you're shaving two minutes off of delivery, that's about the same as adding 80 cents. That's pretty much making up for it off and overcoming that lower delivery fee. No, it's not that you're actually adding 80 cents to your delivery, but the way that it works is it gives you two more minutes in which you can get another delivery done afterwards. And if you did that all day, shaving one or two minutes off of your deliveries, 
you can get in another one, two, three, maybe more deliveries within the same time period. And in that way, you are actually bringing in more money in the same amount of time. Now, if you've listened to me in past episodes, I'm, I talk in episode eight about tracking your earnings and tracking three key statistics, your profit per hour, your dollars per mile, and your deliveries per hour. I've done this, and I've done this for quite a while, and because I did this, I could look at my numbers at the end of June, and I could look back at my numbers at the end of June of last year. And here's the comparison. In June of last year, my hourly profit was $16.98 an hour. This year, it was $20.60 an hour. And you want to know where the biggest improvement was in that? Because here's the thing. The average delivery was almost identical. But the biggest improvement was that I went from 2.07 deliveries per hour to 2.34. That I was getting that many more deliveries per hour meant that I was able to make more money as a part of it. Here you have an opportunity to make more money by spending less time on your deliveries, getting your deliveries done more quickly. So what does this have to do with the restaurants today? Well, here's the thing that I've noticed, that the restaurant seems to be the biggest logjam for getting deliveries done quickly. The food's not ready. We've got to wait for restaurant staff to even notice us. Parking, getting to the restaurant can be a pain. The time at the restaurant can be one of the things that slows us down the most, and it can be one of the things that we can use as our best opportunity to improve our efficiency. So here are a few things that I've noticed you can do to reduce your time spent at the restaurant, where you can get in and out quickly. And through doing things more quickly, paying more attention to certain things at the restaurant, sometimes just being courteous and professional, we can trim seconds or minutes off of our time at the restaurant and thus off of our overall delivery times. Know your restaurants. This is one of the things we talked about in episode four about knowing your market. And you want to know the restaurants and you want to start paying attention to which ones are really quick which ones you have to wait a lot at. You want to know, let's say if you're working for DoorDash and Postmates where they have some deliveries that you have to place the order, well, you want to start keeping track of which ones you've got to place the order. And uh, sometimes that's not always a hard no. Uh, there are a couple of places that I know of that you got to place the order and I know that I can place it. I can get in and out and usually get paid pretty well just based on the restaurant, you know. So you want to know those types of things. You want to pay careful attention to which restaurants tend to wait for you to arrive before they start placing the order. Pay careful attention to which restaurants are quick and which ones are not. Know the preferences for the restaurants. Know exactly where they want you to go because then you can march right in. And sometimes just that marching right in gets your attention, gets the attention of the people that, oh, here's a delivery guy. Let's get him taken care of. I'm serious. It happens, guys. Pay attention to the order information. There are a couple of things that you want to pay attention to on this. Where is the customer? Sometimes you've got an address already, but sometimes it's just a point on the map. But as you're pulling up to the restaurant, uh, you want to park strategically. Park in an area where you can get out of there. And this is especially true if you're in an area that has a lot of one-way streets. 
You know, and, and I've had times where I will actually park a block away from the restaurant because what it does is it puts me on a road that's got me heading out of the area. And if I don't park there, I end up spending a couple of minutes getting turned around or something because of the one-way streets, especially downtown. So, you know, use use your information for where the customer is to park strategically in a way that you can be headed right away towards the customer as soon as you get out of the restaurant. The other thing about the order information is you want to have that order information on your screen as soon as you pull up and have that up on your phone when you're walking into the restaurant. This does two things. One, it protects you against having your internet connection die on you when you walk into the restaurant. There are some places that that happens and all of a sudden now you don't have internet and you can't tell them the name or the uh, information on the order. And the other thing is, too, that I've done this way too often where I walk in and I just, you know, I kind of grab my phone, I run in and I get there and then they're asking, oh, what's the name on your order? Oh, uh, give me a second here. And I just lose time doing that. So it allows you to get things done quickly with the restaurant and they appreciate that really when you respect their time. We want our time respected and uh, I think they want the same thing. Here's another thing you want to do. You want to look professional. And I cannot tell you how important this is. Now, I do not wear like the Grubhub or the DoorDash shirts or hats or anything like that. I just, I do too much multi-app work. And so I don't want to have the logo from one create confusion for the other. But I do wear a uniform. I wear a red dress shirt. I wear decent slacks. A lot of times I'll have a bow tie on and I'll wear a fedora. I know it sounds kind of goofy and, you know, nobody wears a fedora these days, right? But you want to know something? It stands out. And when I walk into a restaurant, there is no confusion about who I am or what I'm there for. A lot of restaurants know me now and they remember me a little bit more because it does stand out. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is if you're only working one platform, it might not be that bad of an idea to wear the shirt but what you want to do is you want to wear something that you people know that you're there for a delivery. People can know that you are there for a pickup, that you're not just another customer. Because there's a lot of times there are people standing around and there are drivers standing around in the restaurants. They don't know who's a driver and who's a customer. And more often they're going to assume they're a customer and they're going to expect the drivers to kind of wait their turn in line. You stand out, you get attention more quickly. And the other thing is you identify to them that you are a professional. And folks, that really does make a difference. I've talked to a lot of restaurant you know, owners, managers that they appreciate when they know that the person that's going to deliver their food takes things seriously. It really does make a difference. And it really does. It gets you some preference. You know, let's just put it that way. Bring your delivery bag in with you. Even if you know from the order that, you know what, the delivery bag doesn't make sense, you bring it in anyway because that bag is your freaking billboard. It's a billboard that says, hey, guys, I'm a delivery person. I'm here to pick up food. And, you know, if my goofy outfit didn't already communicate who I am, that bag sure does. I talk about this in the equipment section here a couple episodes back. I talk about getting a good bag, preferably one with sturdy sides, and that way you can get your food in quickly. I use one with Velcro seals so that I can just shut it. 
I don't have to spend time zipping it up or unzipping it at the customer. It's got pockets that I can put single drinks in. That bag is amazing at getting me out of the restaurant several seconds faster. Be courteous and be professional. You know what? There are so many times that this is the most important thing that you could do. I mean, it really makes a difference because a lot of the times your delay at the restaurant is the restaurant staff. And folks, you see how crazy it is in those restaurants. You see some people that they are overworked, they're frazzled, they're frustrated, and the last thing they need is a driver snapping at them. And let's be real. There are a lot of drivers that give us a really bad name. And there is a reason that a lot of restaurant staff hate us without even knowing us because of how other drivers act. But if you're courteous, if you're understanding, and if you're patient, that goes a long ways. And I know that's hard at times because there's a long wait. And sometimes we know it's their incompetence. And it's it's real easy to get angry. It's real easy to get frustrated. But here's the folks, here's the deal, folks. That's not going to get your food any faster. And there's probably a lot of times where they're going to want to just take their time a little bit more with you. But I'll tell you what, when you treat the staff well, when you treat them with courtesy, professionalism, and when you treat them with respect, that goes a long way with getting better treatment every time you go in. And that is huge. Um, there, there are some places where I just know that I get preference because they know me and they know how I treat them. Folks, have you ever had times where you pull into a restaurant and you see there's two or three other drivers that are all pulling in at about the same time and they're just ahead of you and it's that driver competition type of thing. It's the race. And there were times I'd pull up and I think, oh, crap, now I'm going to have to wait longer to get my orders because they got to take care of those guys first. I'm screwed. But you know what? I have learned that after doing all of these things, there's a lot of times it doesn't even matter if they got there ahead of me. More often than not, I'm walking out the door before they are. A lot of times they walk in, they get in line, they go to the wrong place, they dawdle around before going in, and... uh It's a common thing to walk in when there's a line of drivers waiting, and I'm the first one to get attention. And I'm serious here. When you walk in like you're professional, you act like a professional. When they know that that you are taking this seriously, that you are going to be a professional about getting their food to their customer, you get preference more often than not. One other idea that I want to throw in here, and it's not necessarily about your time at the restaurant itself. You know, there are times that I actually really love those little $3 post-made orders or the super short DoorDash orders. I know this doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, but let me explain. This goes back to knowing your restaurants that I mentioned earlier. And it also goes to understanding the platform you're working. It's it's, It's knowing things like you know, how busy things are, things like that. For example, um, when things are starting to slow down a little bit, you know that you're getting that order from Grubhub probably the same time the restaurant is. When you know that that restaurant is taking 20 or 30 minutes to prepare the food, you know that that food is not going to be ready. Sometimes that means I'm rejecting that order because I know that there's going to be a wait and I know that it's not worth the time. 
There are other times, though, that you know, hey, you know what? This is a good enough order. It's worth time. And that's cool. But sometimes I'll fire up the other apps and I'm going to look and see if I can snag a little one or two mile delivery that's only going to take me 15 minutes. And even if it's only paying $3 and even if it's not meeting my 40 cent per minute standard, in a way it is because what it's doing is that $3 is basically the same thing as adding that to what I'm making for the other restaurant because or making for the other delivery because I'm getting $3 but not actually taking any more time to do it because I would have been waiting at that restaurant anyway. So that's one of those things that sometimes you can do to kind of offset that wait time at a restaurant. Focus on getting in and getting out. Be quick, be professional, be courteous. And that's a great way to give yourself a raise because it helps you get more deliveries done in the day. Thank you folks for tuning in today. I threw in a little bit of a nugget there about firing up apps to snag a quick delivery while waiting for a slow restaurant. And tomorrow, we're going to dig into that a little bit more and we'll get into using multiple apps. So that should be a fun one. I invite you to come on over to the website and check us out. You can scroll through previous posts there. Look us up on Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn by searching for Entree Courier. And you can look for our podcast on all of the main podcast channels. Folks, at the end of every episode... I always like to ask a favor of you. I always save it for the end of the episode because I want to make sure that I've done something to try and earn the right to ask that favor. I try to earn the right by providing information, ideas, things that are helpful for you and profitable for you. If I have done that, If the information that I'm providing is helpful to you, whether it's in the podcast or on the website, could you do me a favor? Could you please spread the news? If you know other drivers who are doing delivery, tell them about EntreeCourier.com. They just have to search for EntreeCourier and uh, they'll be able to find it or DeliverOnYourBusiness.com. If you could share us on social media, if you could leave a review on iTunes or any of the podcast directories where you can leave reviews, because those reviews do help us to get found. And if we can get found and if people learn about us, that helps us to help more people to succeed in their delivery business. One final thing that I'll ask of you, please go out there, take control of your business, go and be the boss. Be the boss.